Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Metadata. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 188 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we discussed Snapchat and Instagram, whether lawyers need to be paying attention to those two new platforms. And if so, is it worth jumping on the, the Snapchat and Instagram bandwagon? We both just returned from ABA Tech Show 2017, and that might give you a hint about our topic for this episode. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report, no more hints. We will indeed be talking about our experiences from ABA Tech Show 2017. In our second segment, we'll look ahead to 2018 and maybe break an exclusive story about ABA Tech Show next year. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots. That one tip, website, or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, our reflections on ABA Tech Show 2017. Uh, we just got back. I'm a little bit hoarse. I'm feeling a little under the weather, but uh, had a great time in Chicago. And, uh, you know, the great thing for me about Tech Show is that no matter what changes from year to year, and I think we're going to talk about a lot of changes for this year, there are some things that stay the same, and that's why I really enjoy it. It's still a fantastic technology conference for lawyers, and really the networking and relationships that people get out of it are unparalleled, frankly, in in my experience. Dennis, uh, I know that you've been talking constantly about your discovery of the Australian candy cherry ripe. But other than that, uh, did you have any other major takeaways from Tech Show? I would uh, don't underestimate what a major takeaway cherry ripe is. And I think I, um, I don't know. I've tasted it myself. And, so I, I, and I think Michael Patterson of uh, Contract Probe, uh, fascinating uh, product slash service, but uh, he brought this classic uh, Australian uh, candy bar to his his booth, and uh, I loved it. So I guess uh, I don't know. We'll get in more, I think into some other takeaways in more detail time, but I I think that uh, as you might guess, one of my major takeaways was this year I didn't speak at any sessions, but I did for the second year this uh, video cast live video cast called Tech Show Today, and I probably mentioned more times than you cared to hear how much I enjoyed doing video as compared to doing the normal sessions. So that was actually quite a discovery for me. But we'll dive into that. But Tom, I, I think it's always worthwhile. I mean, we always assume every all our listeners are familiar with ABA Tech Show, but maybe you should give just a little bit of background and description about what the show actually is. Sure. So ABA Tech Show is a technology conference for lawyers. It is presented by the American Bar Association's Law Practice Division. Every year it takes place in Chicago. Uh, This was, I believe... I believe it was ABA Tech Show number 32. I think it's been going on for 32 years yeah, I now. Think, 30, I think it's 31. but Or is it 31 years? Last year was 30. Sorry, I'm looking ahead to 2018. But it's been going for a long, long time. And Tech Show, is uh, it brings together great legal technologists, great vendors, lots of participants. And you know, in, in my experience, it's really one of the great conferences for learning about technology, meeting a lot of people, and really kind of learning how to 
to improve your practice by using technology. So, Tom, I was uh, in uh, preparation for this. I looked to see when the first year was that I went to tech show, which actually was the first year that I spoke as well. And it was 1998. And probably for, I think with a couple of exceptions, I've been going ever since. So I'm getting close to the 20 year mark. And I would be routinely in groups of people who between, say, three of us, we probably had 50, you know, tech show attendances and probably well over 100 speaking sessions between us, which is, say, three people or so. So there's a great, uh, for me, it's always been part of what I've done with technology and the law practice since the beginning when I got really involved in this. So, so I have tons of great friends. It's just so much fun to go there. And and I've started to really like going, even though I'm personally not speaking. And I know that was sort of your case this year, with, uh, although you're kind of pressed into an emergency service. So I, I think that uh, doing this podcast is sort of our way of comparing notes and catching up. Although we did spend some, uh, you know, a fair amount of time together. It's kind of now we've had a bit of a chance to reflect and you know, other than favorite candies and restaurant meals and things like that. What all do we actually do at Tech Show Time? What, what were you up to? When I hear you say that, uh, you know, you enjoyed yourself because you weren't speaking, I, I think, and you may have actually admitted this to me, I think you actually prefer not speaking at Tech Show um, because it frees you up to do a lot more things. I do enjoy speaking, but you're right, it can take up a lot of, uh, a lot of time. I, I don't want to give away um, the topic for our second segment, but um, my Tech Show was really spent exploring. I spent a lot of my time exploring. I visited all the sessions, uh, or at least most of the sessions. I visited the vendor hall, talked to a lot of vendors about their experiences, less about their products and more about their experiences at the conference. Um, and I spent a lot of time talking to people, both attendees and current faculty and current board members, talking about the conference itself. I mean, that's kind of where my interest is. I, I didn't spend a ton of time in the educational sessions, although I spent, I probably spent about 10 minutes in most all of the sessions. So I had some takeaways. Um, they were, I thought, in general, very good sessions. But my my focus with Tech Show tends to be more on the conference itself and watching how other people respond to it. What about you, Dennis? So I tried to meet as many people as I could to help out where I could. I spent a lot of time on the exhibit floor. One of the great things about Tech Show is, uh, is this idea of the concierge desk, which is sort of as you come into the conference itself. It's just a, a booth, a large booth that's uh, staffed during the whole conference uh, with people. Actually, Tech Show board members, uh, speakers, and, and they just help the uh, attendees out with questions they have. It's just a great place to hang out. And I actually spent a lot of time there, which was a great way for me to meet people. And then I spent, uh, as I said, a lot of a lot of different time on the exhibit floor trying to get a, a sense of, of what's out there in terms of new products and services and maybe some, some trends. And I definitely think there were some trends out there. So I did that, was able to go to a legal meetup on legal technology that was happening in Chicago at the same time, which was a, a lot of fun. But for me, it was just a great, great networking event. And although... Um, you know, I, I say that it was, it's fine with me not to speak, but Tommy, you did a session on how to become an ABA author, and you asked me to help out with that, and uh, you basically had to kick me off the stage. So it's not that I don't enjoy speaking 
to to groups because <laughs> I totally do. But but it's a a little bit uh, a little bit different uh, f- for me this year because I think the focus was more on 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 the video production and then there was also uh, a lot of podcasting uh, going on. So I do want to talk a little bit about the the tech show today video. But time I've been listening to Legal Talk Network interviews that were done during this session. I've been listening over the last couple of days, and that's actually kind of a short and easy way to get the overview from speakers on a lot of great sessions. I don't know if you've had the chance to to listen to those, but that's one thing that people can do. And then I know you were scouting out a number of sessions, but were there topics that really interest you this year? Well, so, I mean, the first question on Legal Talk Network, yeah, I've listened to a couple of them. I think that what Legal Talk Network does for Tech Show is really great because it gives people who don't get to the conference an opportunity to hear what went on at the conference because what they do is is that they identify a number of interesting sessions and they ask those speakers to come by after they've given their talk and to really say, what did you talk about? And give them a chance to, you know, for only 10 minutes or so, uh, sometimes longer, um, talk about what their topic was and what their area of expertise is. And I really like that as a method of outreach to people who either aren't able to attend, but more more importantly, people who've never seen Tech Show and don't really have an idea what it is and are interested in learning more about it. So if somebody listening to this podcast is in that camp and is somebody who's kind of wondering what it's like, then I totally agree with Dennis. Go to the Legal Talk Network site and download uh, or listen to a number of the on-the-scene, um, I forget what they call it, uh, in-person uh, interviews that took place over the, the first couple of days. I, I think, frankly, the Tech Show today, and I think you may want to talk about that longer, it had the same purpose because it let people see in to a little bit of the things that were going on at Tech Show that I think were, again, letting people see what's happening when they can't actually be there. In terms of some of the the buzz or the takeaways that I saw, I really saw that there were kind of two kinds of buzz, frankly. Uh, the first really was the buzz around what I would consider big technology topics. I think artificial intelligence, innovation were big topics this year. Uh, I think we all agree robots are not going to replace lawyers, at least not yet. And we saw a lot of companies uh, bringing their new legal products to TechShow, which uh, which is a new thing, and we'll talk about that, uh, I think, in a little bit uh, more detail later. Uh, I think the other buzz was really around the energy of the show. Uh, the chair, uh, our good friend Adriana Linares, really surged into the show with, I think, um, a, a blizzard. It was a lot of new ideas. And I think the goal was inclusion. Let's find out ways to bring more lawyers together to talk about technology, which meant reaching out to even more groups than we usually do and trying to bring as many uh, many groups, whether it made sense to bring them in or not. I mean, I think they all ultimately made sense. And I think it made for a really good show, including uh, a, a lot of different areas. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on that in a second. But I think that this this notion of inclusion and bringing more people in was really good for the conference. Yeah, I think it was great on the inclusion side. It was almost like too many things in some ways, but that was, I think, mm-hmm. a really, a really great thing. I mean, you could, there was like a 5K, there was, there was yoga, there was, uh, you know, like a, a law school track, there were startups, there was hackathon, it was like everything, they could, you know, Mac groups, all the dinners. And so it, I think it became even more social and, and even more of a great networking event than ever. And, and, you know, one of the things I've always liked about uh, tech show, and this is Adriana again, 
is that the Taste of Tech Show dinners are a great way if you're going to a conference. To me, if you go to a conference and you don't know anybody, then you're probably eating dinner in the hotel or in your room or not knowing what to do or you just meet a couple of people. Well, at Tech Show, some of the speakers and a lot of times it's people, people already have their own fans in that sense in this world. And you do a group of 10 or 12 people and they'll go to dinner at a really nice restaurant in Chicago. And it's just a great way to meet people. And you see friendships happen out of that and, you know, great conversations and and a really good time. So I I think that networking piece was huge. And then I think that for me, one of Adriana's great successes when you look back at the legacy of this one is that she actually got more women speakers than men speakers. and, And that is a pretty cool accomplishment. Well, especially when people say that there aren't very many women in legal technology, I think that she proved everybody wrong in showing that that simply wasn't the case. Um, But I I always think that the social and the networking has been the best part of Tech Show. We talk talk about this every year at this time about uh, while the education is great, it's really the conversations that are had and the relationships that are are developed and that are lasting. And I know that Tim Barron had had tweeted out saying that Tech Show was, he called it the awesomest relationship conference and hashtag like summer camp, which I think it's true. I think that that's one of the things that makes it really, really unique and interesting for, uh, for the attendees. Maybe let's spend some time a little bit, Dennis, talking about the things that interested us. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit uh, about just the notion of the overall stuff, but maybe we go into more detail about things we saw and that we liked about the conference. Okay, so a couple of things I thought were really interesting. So one was, was Startup Alley. So there were 12 selected companies who are startups who had a special area of the exhibit floor. And then they got the chance to do some pitches and and had a, a, a contest between them. That was pretty interesting. Some of the companies I knew, some of them I didn't, but I, I liked that. And I think they, they actually drew a lot of traffic to that area. I think the hackathon was really cool and that they were developing apps with a focus on on veterans. And it's definitely worth checking out some of the things that came out of there because I I think those are going to go on and have some longevity. I noticed that uh, despite the sense that legal tech conferences are becoming more e-discovery conferences, I didn't have much of a sense of e-discovery at all at this year's tech show. I mean, there was an explosion, it seemed to me, of online case management companies. And you really felt that, you know, after the five or six years they've been around that, you know, Clio, especially Rocket Matter, sort of these, the companies that, that pioneered in the online case management case really have a, a strong presence at the show and on the exhibit floor. But there were a lot of case management management companies there. So those were some of the things that I noticed, Tom. And and then I would say, um, just to name a few things that I really noticed were practical law from Thompson, which I think, I mean, I've just been hearing more is really changing the way a lot of lawyers kind of prepare and uh, do research and and take advantage of, of learning that's provided through practical law. Contract probe, in addition to the, the candy bars, uh, we're doing so, it was a great application machine learning applied to, uh, to contracts and uh, really gives you an idea of what the potential is out there. I saw a company called TimeSolve that was doing some things uh, where it made it really easy for somebody to staff and track work 
work and start to figure out ways to do things more profitably in the context of a, a timekeeping tool. Very interesting. And that's one of the trends I noticed is that practicality. And I learned about a, a way of email tracking that's being done where people can measure how emails are opened inside companies and, and block that. It was kind of a little bit, uh, some of those techniques are a little creepy, frankly, but um, it's, you know, there's a tool out there to block it. Avo and those companies that work on creating markets and platforms with a strong customer focus. And as I said, the, the startup alley, a couple companies, all legal and, and Paladin, I thought were especially interesting. Yeah, I am. Um, in terms of what interested me, I'll come back real quick to talk about you know e-discovery and the explosion of case management or practice management tools at the conference. Uh, you know, for some time, Tech Show has had an e-discovery track, and uh, this year had a cybersecurity track, which I think was was well attended. Um, but the the e-discovery has you know, uh, unlike other conferences uh, where e-discovery is all you see and all you hear, it hasn't had the same place at Tech Show as before. Tech Show, you know, has traditionally not been a, a conference where. Um, both law firms and lawyers who do a lot of e-discovery show up. Um, however, it is a show where a lot of lawyers need practice management software. And I think it's very intriguing. I'm interested to see where all of these practice management tools wind up because it, it clearly shows that there's a place in the market for more practice management tools that we're seeing so many of them. And I'm really interested to see um, whether they can unseat those longtime tools like Clio and Rocket Matter, my case, those types of tools. You know, the things that interested me were more at a high level about kind of the things that get offered that were different this year. There was a the notion of a lawyer that it's more than about the technology, that the technology is important, but if you're not taking care of yourself as a lawyer, if you're not thinking about other things, then it doesn't doesn't really help you that you know how to learn technology. So like you mentioned, there was a focus on wellness. There was a, a yoga class. There was a meditation class. There were a lot of sessions around work-life balance and making sure that, that lawyers were, were thinking about these things in ways that were smart and measured and not just doing things the way that lawyers do, which is analyze technology to death and then wind up doing nothing about it. Uh, a lot about productivity. I mean, that's a, a, you know, productivity and time management are hot topics these days. And and uh, there were a number of sessions on getting things done and how to be more effective using technology and how to save time that way, which I thought was really interesting. This year's Tech Show Board introduced the idea of communities. Uh, so let's see who's there at Tech Show who thinks the same way or who has the same practice as me. So are there other estate planning lawyers or family lawyers or litigators? And putting those folks together in a room where they could talk about, or with a facilitator, talk about how do we use technology technology in ways that we can help each other out and say, look, I'm doing this for my practice. Maybe you could do it as well. I think it's a great way to kind of find people that are like-minded, that have the same kinds of issues that you have in your practice and look for solutions that maybe even the experts can't provide. Those to me were some of the interesting things that we did. Uh, like you mentioned, there was an academic track. We really hope to include that next year and grow it and have more folks coming from law schools who are interested in both teaching uh, and having their law students learn about practice management and, and especially learning about technology and law practice too. I thought that was a really successful new endeavor that they've gone through this year. 
Well, and I think that to uh, definitely to echo what what you were saying is that there was this focus on the practical and on business and how tech can be used to improve the practice and to improve things like profitability and metrics. And there was definitely talk of, about data. And so I made this observation that I actually couldn't get a lot of people to agree with me on. But I, I sort of felt in the past when I go to tech show, the, the thing would be like, oh, what laptop am I going to buy? What phone am I going to buy? What new software? Now I think it's this year it was more of a sense of like, can I use this tool to help me identify profitable cases? How can I use this technology to help my clients or customers? What is the customer focus of that? And then also, how can I tap into the data that I'm keeping to improve my business and and change my practice in good ways? And so that to me felt very different. And I think that's a great that is truly a great development because it's always uh, been my approach. And then, then I think there were a couple things that, to me, were. Let me say, wait, let me, wait, before you go on, let me let me say that I agree with that. I think that's a great approach. But I think that what that demonstrates to me is the fact that this is a vast, a vast subject. Legal technology and all the things around it is so huge because, and this is kind of what I struggle with, which is that all the things you mentioned are great, and I'm glad that we had it, but. You know, lawyers still need to know what kind of laptop's the best laptop to buy and what the best software to buy to do certain things. So that's not going away. They still need to know how to do that. And that's kind of where I struggle is how do you find the right balance at a show like this so that lawyers can get a little bit of everything without getting too much of anything? And so I agree with you. I just I wonder how they get that other stuff if there's more focus on kind of the, the other aspects of it rather than just the simple technology. Well, I mean, Tom, I, so one thought I have is, look, it's 2017. I mean, it's, at some point, you got to get this stuff figured out. If, you know, there's, this stuff is happening fast. And if you, if you aren't there yet, it's going to be it's getting harder to catch up. And, you know, so the proverbial law firm partner who still has his email printed out for him by his secretary, you know, I think is the thing of the past. But, you know, you got to get this stuff figured out. And, and time isn't waiting on people. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back and say I agree to a certain extent. But if a lawyer comes to tech show and says, you know, I've got practice management figured out. I've got a great tool for that. But, you know, what I haven't done is I haven't yet figured out document assembly, or I really want to learn how to do my passwords. That's my goal for this year is to figure out how to do password management. I mean, the problem is, is that lawyers have a day job and, you know, it, it's easy for you and me to talk about what the newest laptop is or what password manager, because we pay attention to these things and they're things that we, that are important to us and we know about, but lawyers don't have that same amount of time. And so I, we're heading down a rabbit hole that I didn't intend to go down, but, <laughs> but I think that to me, that's the, the challenge is, is that there still are a lot of people who come to tech show who don't know that stuff. And I don't want to just scold them and say, well, shame on you. You should already know it. We're going to tell you other stuff. I want to be able to give them useful things too. And that's why we can't be all things to all people or we'd be an eight-day conference. And so trying to find that balance, I still think is important. Well, I think that I, I you know, obviously have to agree with you on the balance. But in, in fairness, you and I have full-time jobs where we work a lot of hours and, and we make it a priority to keep up with this stuff. So I think that, you know, I, I think it is fair at this point to criticize lawyers for not keeping up with the basics and, 
you know, I'm I'm more than happy to do that. But let's let's kind of wrap up with a couple things, Tom. So a couple of things I noticed were kind of interesting to me. So for the last few years, the conferences ended up with the 60 sites in 60 minutes. And I actually was on the panel uh, a year or two ago. And I thought it was really hard because that I, I didn't know how many people actually looked at websites anymore in the sense of websites as discrete as opposed to apps and other things like that. So it's interesting that the switch to 60 tips, which I think is more effective. I think there's a big, in, you know, uh, a lot of discussion at a very practical level on security and I think a lot of receptivity to that that I thought was really great. And then there was just like a great, you know, kind of generally fun things to do. Like uh, Kevin O'Keefe from Lexblog comes every year with the ABA Journal. They do something called Beer and Bloggers, I think it is. I sometimes call it Beer for Bloggers, but that's always fun. So lots of, just lots of fun things to do. And and I said, I did this video cast called Tech Show Today with Steve Best as a co-host. We interviewed, I think, more than uh, a dozen people on a lot of great topics, including the announcement of, of women of legal tech. We had Linda Klein, the, the ABA president. We had Mark Britton of, of AVO. Lots of great discussion about women in tech, about legal services, and about customer focus, innovation on that uh, video cast. And, and so that was a lot of fun. So I, when people ask me what I thought of Tech Show this year, I, thought, I just thought it was really, really fun. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say two things to kind of wrap up on my takeaways. I guess the first thing that I'll say is kind of a shout out to the beer and bloggers and also a shout out to uh, the Legal Talk Network. And my biggest lesson um, from all of Tech Show is that when someone asks you or someone asks you the question and the question comes out, who, coffee, why? That really means who would you like to have coffee with at ABA Tech Show and why? And if you don't understand that within 30 seconds, then you fail the, the test. And, and you at the Legal Talk Network, you know who I'm talking about. Um, it was a humiliating moment for me and, and, and it was the biggest learning experience that I had of the show. Um, but I, let, so let me finish with this one thing, which is to me, Tech Show is whatever you want it to be. It can be a whole lot of different things. If you're just interested in the education, uh, and you want to go back to your room and have room service every night, you can do that. But you can also go out and meet the speakers and learn directly from people who are in the trenches, who are doing this stuff all the time. You can talk to lawyers who are doing the same thing as you are and might have new and interesting ways of dealing with problems that you're facing in your practice all the time. Um, you can go and learn about innovation and what you could be doing in the future You know, once you get your practice up to a certain level of technology. And that's kind of what I like about Tech Show from year to year and what makes it the most fun is that you can make it the conference that you want it to be. And I think that's what makes it really special. And before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. 
In this episode, we're going to break an exclusive story about ABA Tech Show 2018 with some brilliant investigative reporting and some inside sourcing. Tom has found out who the co-chairs of Tech Show 2018 will be, and we are breaking that story right now. Tom, you may break that story now. I think that it's been broken several times. So um, so here's the scoop, everybody. I am pleased and honored to be coming back as co-chair of ABA Tech Show with my good, good friend, Debbie Foster. Uh, we're going to be serving as co-chairs this coming year. We were a little bit crazy to have accepted it, but we are very excited uh, to be back again. One of the reasons that we were asked back to help with the show is that uh, this past year, Tech Show 2017, was the last year in the Hilton, uh, the Chicago Hilton. We're moving to a new hotel. We will be at the Hyatt uh, Regency Chicago next year. And uh, looking forward to all of you coming to see us at the Hyatt. I actually was chair of Tech Show back in 2008 when we moved to the Hilton. So I have a little bit of experience in starting conferences and new hotels. And we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we've already uh, started talking with we have a we have a, a new board and uh, not a completely new board there are people returning from last year but we had some new board members and we uh, we had an initial meeting with them right after tech show uh, looking forward to getting down to work with them over the next couple of months and uh, trying to find a way to build on the success of tech show 2017. So I think that's great news, Tom. I'm, I'm really excited about that, too. I think you and, and Debbie are great individually and even better when you work together on things. So that's very exciting to me. I'm looking forward to being sort of like an ex-officio idea person reactor to your ideas. And, I'm sure you are. And I know that you've gone out of your way to indicate to me that I cannot expect anything from you and take that for for granted but that uh, you will at least uh, agree to listen to me so so I'm looking forward to that and I and I've appreciated the way that you've uh, carefully worded your consideration of my request for next year so I think it'll be super fun I'm just kidding but it's it'll be super fun and uh, I'm looking forward to to what you and Debbie and the new board come up with well, and I'll, I'll carefully word this too. I mean, not just Dennis, but we're always looking for new ideas. We're looking for new speakers and new things to offer to our attendees. Um, this year, we're going to be offering a call for speakers. So we're going we're gonna to send that out probably in the next couple of months so that we can start getting uh, both proposed speakers and proposed topics. And so be looking for that. If you are interested in speaking at ABA Tech Show and you do speak on legal technology topics, keep up with the ABA Tech Show website because we'll be posting a call for speakers there. My guess is that we'll probably be doing it sometime in the early summer, probably May, June, maybe July timeframe. But that's one way uh, that we're going to try and, and bring in new talent and new topics and, and new blood. Uh, but if you have an idea for Tech Show or you just want to talk about something, uh, then please feel free to use the contact information that we give at the end of the podcast. Get in touch with me. Happy to talk anytime. Uh, about ABA Tech Show, although like Dennis says, I make no promises. And if you've another thing you can do for a tech show is if you like the tech show today video cast, be sure to remind Tom how much you like that so he looks favorably <laughs> on including me for that next year. So now it's time for our parting shots. That one tip website or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. 
my parting shot is actually one of the tips that was used at Tech Show at the end of the conference, and it is for a tool called Airtable. Airtable addresses an issue that I think lawyers don't do a very good job at, creating very simple-to-use databases that are easy to manage and can be actually very powerful. I work with some easy-to-use databases in my work, and I find it frustrating to create them. I'm not the best able to do that, and I know a lot of lawyers are the same way. Airtable is a cloud-based tool that really makes it simple to create standard databases and actually use them. I've been looking at one that actually is a conference planning database that uh, has a speaker database and for all the sessions and uh, how all the rooms are laid out and you can combine all of these tables of information together and run reports and put them up against each other and measure them and, and it's all in the clouds which means that you can get to it from either an app or from any device. So really interesting tool and totally free for the basic use. You can uh, get more features under their freemium model and, and pay a price for that but uh, Airtable looks like it's a really interesting and unique way of uh, designing simple to use uh Databases. So I have something from uh, one of our favorite sites, lifehacker.com. And I need to get rid of some old computers. And so I'm kind of looking forward, I must confess, to uh, the, the main issue with getting rid of an old computer, which is wiping a hard drive. And so it seems to me like the, the most enjoyable way to do that is to drill holes through it and then and work with a sledgehammer on it. And so that actually sounds like it'll be fun. But on Lifehacker, there was an article about how to securely dispose of a solid state drive, which apparently uh, those same techniques won't work as well. So this is a really useful article. So if you do have solid state drive and want to get rid of it. And what's interesting is because of the way the technology works, it seems like the best way to do that is just to encrypt the drive. And so definitely an article worth reading, not just for the practical things, but as you start to think through as technologies change in a way, sort of how do the techniques of disposing things change along with those? So a practical article, but also a, a thought-provoking article for me. And so that wraps it up for this edition of the Kenny Ma Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find all the archives of our previous podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at tkmreport at gmail.com or send us a tweet. I'm at Tom Mile and Dennis is at Dennis Kennedy. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. Help us out by telling a couple of your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.